0: Are you in fashion? You in fashion? fashion? Do you see what she's wearing for <gasps> <the> top <gasps> shoes? I'm Sonia Sly. My heels are killing me. Um, but I was told I had a backstage pass. You will need to get the right pass to get behind me. Like I need sorry. to go. Code red, code red, code red. we have a situation. I'm taking you inside the fashion industry to discuss trends, the reality behind the glamour and the highs and lows of a fast-paced industry that never stops. Jessie Wong is a 23-year-old designer who launched her now successful leather accessories label You May as a result of winning an AMP scholarship. Her labels stocked around the country, and she's quickly become a favourite of fashion lovers everywhere. So lovely to see the bags just all laid out there as well. (laughs) So hard to not just race over there and just want to touch everything.
1: (laughs) I've got to pack them all up tonight to go to Melbourne. So I don't know. I just love the Denapper. The beautiful deer skins from New Zealand light leathers. So, yeah, it and was it's like a great super to work soft with. and. Yes, yes. Do you <laughs> want to feel some? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the uh, buttermilk colourway and it's just. It is like the most premium. I mean, New Zealand's the only place in the world that farms deer. It's all a byproduct of the venison industry. But. Wow, I mean, and this is a beautiful. How would
0: you describe?
1: Well, they were all kind of named after foods for a little bit. And I think at the beginning of the year, our obsession was buttermilk chicken. There are a lot of good places in Wellington doing that at the moment. But it is more pinky than yellow.
0: And this I, I take it this is part of the like spring summer?
1: Yes. So this colour is currently in stores. Well I think it's actually sold out in most places, but um, custom orders. <laughs> <laughs> we have it online for pre order at the moment, so that's what the, all this stuff is our pre-orders that we're getting ready to ship out soon. So that's the wear pocket that yeah. And then we place the zip over the top of that with the wear leather window and you've got that's the inside of a three quarter brady bag. So we do a lot of those.
0: <laughs> At New Zealand Fashion Week, you, as part of your presentation, actually made a bag on site?
1: Yes, we did. Was that nerve-wracking? No, it actually wasn't in the slightest. We just sort of didn't even really have a second to think about all the people that were turning up. Like, you know, we are new, so we haven't really met anyone, so we didn't really know. We had our studio playlist playing... We had our nice we set up, and we we honestly weren't nervous at all. Really? So you just kind of, like, lock we in, and you're, like, just doing... It. <laughs> I was, like... I kept on looking up, but I, like, could just see, you know, some of my friends and things, so it just... it was fine. But then I think later on, people, like, sort of, the yeah, company came up to me and were, like, oh, you were talking to rah-rah-rah from this big publication and this place in Australia, and you're on this snap. And I was just, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Is that kind of overwhelming for you at this stage, or...?
1: I don't know. I did a lot of public speaking in school, and I don't know, i don 't really find that kind of thing daunting. I quite like telling my story and talking about the bags and explaining everything. You know this is sort of the platform that I've chosen to express my ideas, so it's quite nice to have that opportunity. it's a real privilege.
0: Now, I understand that you also interned at um, Akira Isogawa. Yes, I did. How was that experience? It
1: was pretty cool. It was different to any New Zealand internship I'd done. So I was over there for quite a long time in Sydney in the final year of my degree. But it was really nice. He had um, quite a few interns, and we sort of all made this group. in because everyone was from different places, yeah, that was really lovely. But I did get to work personally with Akira because it's such a small business like he sort of has a few machinists and his studio manager and yeah so, but it was cool I learnt hand spiral shibories and was doing that on the front of all his wedding gowns. So. Oh so what is that exactly? That's a embroidery technique um, he he's quite known for it um, you sort of stitch a, a spiral and then you pull it in but it takes quite a bit of handwork and it's sort of the round embroidery that he's known for in his designs.
0: What did that experience reveal about, you know, someone who has been in the industry, you know, high-end designer for a long time, about, you know, the process and just the reality of, of what it takes to be in the industry? Mm.
1: I mean, I think I sort of already knew this because I'd done internships before, but specifically with the carer, he's quite you know a hard case and he really has worked very hard to get to where he is and obviously he's extremely revered and is very, has very his many accolades but um yeah it's definitely not as glamorous as it might seem his um studios out in Marrickville in Sydney and it was really cold and there was not yeah, so I don't know, it's just definitely not what people think it is.
0: So you were working long hours and he's equally the same
1: and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think any you'd be a fool to think that any designer hasn't worked extremely long hours to get their brand to where it is. But yeah. And I imagine he's a perfectionist is He yeah. is. He is a perfectionist. He really He really is. He's got a great eye for detail
0: and you also interned at 27 names yes
1: they're just down the
0: road yeah well it's nice that there's a bit of a wellington you know designer community
1: here they were very encouraging and from them i sort of learnt to just go for it if you wanted to i remember angela saying that should help me with you know, my application for design school, they convinced me to go to Otago. I already had um, my auntie try and convince me because she works there, but when I heard it from them, you know, I really looked up to them. So it was really lovely to be able to see their studio and how everything worked together, and at the time that it was only the two of them. So it was good to see all of that and learn how things like dispatch worked, and sometimes it is a full day of ironing. Same with Attacara as well.
0: What was your first like, handbag memory, or even the first handbag you ever owned?
1: Uh, I don't know what the first handbag I ever owned was, but I know the first leather bag I ever made was for my f- first year elective, which was a cross-discipline elective, and you didn't have to make a product that was fashion at all. It could be anything, and the brief was design a bag based on your personality that will act as a business card and sort of tell a story about you. I said that I wanted to make a a leather bag that would weather your journey with you, like a good pair of Doc Martens, because I just had these Docs at the time, which I absolutely loved. I could tell you where all the scratches came from. So (laughs) I went and saw Bill Drake in Dunedin, and I... Bought some wee bits of leather off him and made a bag on my domestic sewing machine. But he really helped me with all of the fine details. and It was called a rat bag. That was <laughs> rat bags, which was actually the same name as a bar in Dunedin. But <laughs> I didn't realise that at the time.
0: Do you think you'd reprise a version of that bag or have you?
1: There is one that is quite similar, the Becker bag, which we have at the moment.
0: Now, the one thing I guess I'm curious about is, I mean, because I'm Chinese as well, and so you're half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the fact that you chose to go with a Chinese name as mm-hmm. your brand, I was quite intrigued. It's, you know, was it influenced at all by, you know, having been in, sh- I guess you've, you've shown at Shanghai Fashion Week yes. already. Yep. But, you know, because of that potential to expand into, like an international or even Chinese market?
1: Yeah, I mean, that wasn't on my mind when I chose the name at all. I know that I've been thinking about having Yume as a label name since I was in high school, which I didn't actually quite remember until one of my high school friends told me that. She remembered that conversation. I don't think it was because of that. I think it was more because the words look really beautiful, they sound really beautiful when they're pronounced right. Yume, not Yumi. I think they're just not attached to any other real meaning in you know you don't think of anything else when you hear them so I quite liked that about it and sort of the connotations around it it's all the girls in my generation on my dad's side of the family have their middle names as something may so ling may Yu may home may may so that was quite nice but n- now that we are thinking sort of along those lines it does align quite nicely but I think also it's nice to keep the whole New Zealand made aspect of it and I did wonder if it would be too Asian but then you have your Jimmy Choo, Alexander Wang and I think it's just image you project onto it.
0: So how many people have you got here?
1: On an average day we have three people working here. Including yourself? Yes but then we have a couple of interns from New Zealand Fashion Tech which are awesome and we're getting more people on board soon. So
0: Right, and that's just necessary because, I mean, the label's just exploding at the moment. Are you surprised?
1: I am, I am. It's only been just over a year and a half, but it has been quite a lot of hard work behind the scenes. I think sort of when we were up at Fashion Week, one of the guys who works at our PR company was kind of like, it's almost like... Fashion Week's best kept secret. Nobody really knew what it was. And then it was already, you know, stocked everywhere. So, Even though
0: it might seem like you've just come out of the blue because yeah. fashion industry are kind of loving you, may at the moment. And I saw you on um, Paul Henry the other day as well, <laughs> which was fantastic, you know, yeah. to
1: get that kind of profile. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, through AMP, who yeah, have been really good to me.
0: Winning the scholarship, was that the AMP scholarship? Was that the kind of kick kickoff point for you to go I can really start to take this seriously now
1: yes I won it the week before I graduated so it was yeah I think in my interview I was kind of like oh they were like what are your plans next I was like well next week I'm graduating and then you know I guess this is the plan well I knew it was the plan but it sort of was like I hadn't got past how it was actually going to fund it you know coming off a student life sort of style and uh Quite
0: full on two, though, because straight out of school, there's no downtime. You're immediately like, "Okay, I've got to do
1: this now. (laughs) Mm. I mean, that's my personality, though, as well. I didn't mind in the slightest. So
0: how old are you now? I'm 23 now. Oh, my gosh. So and the responsibility of running your own business at 23. What What are the biggest challenges for you?
1: I reckon the thing that I worry about the most is that everyone... Uh, who works here is really happy and is loving what they do every day. So I don't know if that's a challenge because I think we have a lot of fun in the studio. I don't know, maybe the challenge is that we don't have a rule book or anything to go by so I'm sort of just, everything is made up by how we want to do it. But it seems to be working.
0: <laughs> I was speaking to Wellington-based Jessie Wong, founder of May. You've been listening to My Heels Are Killing Me. I'm Sonia Sly. To find out more or to listen again, head to our podcast page on the rnz.co.nz website.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long